Hi, my name is Russell, and I think I might have the greatest job in the world. I work at the video store, the one just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it's movie night. Why I love my job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. If you are listening to this, you are listening to the first episode. This has been years in the making. Anyone who knows me knows I've been speaking about podcasts for ages. I've been speaking about this podcast for ages. And so it's great to finally have it ready, made, and here for you to enjoy. We always looked for something that could come out of the Bioscope. That's my main uh, responsibility is owning and managing the Bioscope, which is an independent cinema here in Johannesburg. And I think now more than ever, there is such an overwhelming amount of content available for us to consume and watch that just like in the spirit of the Bioscope, we can hopefully be a, a, a way to, to help curate through all of that and, and also just yeah, a place for you to come once a week where in a quick, fun, concise way, you can get tips and advice and some context on what you could be watching out there in all the streaming platforms available to us here in South Africa, as well as out there in cinemas. The first episode had to be and could only have been with uh, my good buddy Cole. Pre-pandemic, we were movie-going buddies. We would go and watch movies at every opportunity we could. During the pandemic, we were housemates and we just watched movies all day long. It was absolutely fantastic and uh and and i really wanted him to be a part of it so there's going to be characters that are that are the people that work with me here behind the counter at the video store and cole will hopefully be a regular that you'll come to know and come to enjoy um a really smart guy and and i just really appreciate his opinions and, and insights on things so let's not waste any more time thank you very much for coming we hope to have you come back every time and and yeah and just Hopefully this can be something that you can enjoy. Uh, let's get the show underway. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? How's a man? What's up? How's it going? Absolutely fine. No complaints. Weird dreams. Weird dreams. Yeah, but difficult to get up. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? What kind of dreams are you having? I don't know if I want to talk about them on a platform that will like with the, write with them the in film ink and, on the internet. Would the film and publications board give them a an age restriction? <laughs> it's it's more in the realm of something just being abstractly weird than naughty. Like, I don't have naughty dreams anymore, which I'm kind of not happy about. But it's all I remember is that one of my friends was at a fair in England. And then we had to stand up at this fair and sing the national anthem, which was Star Spangled Banner. Okay, not even the South African not even. No, I anthem. thought we were going to sing God Save the Queen. But um, And then my friend spun a ball of yarn and then won a prize. And the prize was a giant grape that was filled with a bacon wrapped shrimp. All right. Yeah, Lovely. I don't know if I was watching too much Parks and Rec. But it's just crazy the images that the brain comes up with when you sleep. I, I just, it's bizarre. Like well, when we enter the world of dreams. Speaking of abstract, weird things, mm? I watched Unicorn Store last night. Okay. Do you know about that? No. It's, it's a Brie Larson film. She directed it. Okay? Oh. Brie Larson as in Captain, yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. So it's like a sort of passion project film. It's Netflix. It's a Netflix film. Um, and I'm 
I was hoping you'd seen it because it's one of those movies kind of similar to what you and I watched in lockdown where you you watch it and then you you really have to kind of read something or hear something afterwards because it's 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 mm. quite it's quite bizarre and I think it's going to catch a lot of people off guard and a lot of people are going to give up halfway and go like what what but it's strange she she basically you can't figure out throughout the movie whether she's this young woman who is like a little bit special like a little bit okay. on the spectrum yes she's never quite grown up but she's always dreamt of having a unicorn owning a unicorn and then she eventually gets invited to the store a store where Samuel L Jackson is going to now give her a unicorn okay um but everyone else is like this is bizarre this is crazy yeah but she um yeah she's sort of it's all about her getting this unicorn it's very it's it's weird okay but if, if you haven't seen quirky it, weirdness it does sound but like not my in a way like it almost reminded me a little bit of like when you watch a film like i heart huckabees did you ever watch that no. with mark Wahlberg and dustin hoffman no and that was very bizarre like very off the wall but it kind of held together by some logic this sort of had no logic and you weren't quite sure what it was you were like is this her childhood coming to an end so it basically far- left you with far too many questions yeah and it sort of a if it was an analogy, it wasn't necessarily the sharpest, clearest one, which it doesn't always have to be. But but if that's not there, if that's not if the clarity is not there, then there must missing. be something else, right, yeah. that engages you or that makes you, yeah. that like roots you. Yeah, but we finished watching Yellow Jackets. Okay. And? Well, the first season of Yellow Jackets. Okay, so there's Ooh, only one season at the moment. One season at the moment. It seems like, according to IMDb, there's a second season in like that's been commissioned. So there's like a 2.1 but that's blank. There's no information. Okay. So I don't know when they're going to do it, but it's creepy, eh? At the moment, you're watching this on Showmax, right? It's on Showmax, okay. yeah. So I finished the first season, and we um, recommended it to Jenny, Leslie's twin sister. So they've been watching it okay. now. And she's like, I- I'm a little freaked out. Like, it's a little creepy. It's got this kind of air of creepiness. And even in the... Even in the um, opening titles like it's odd it's weird it's like this kind of 90s punk rock oh no it's it's a, it's a creepy show tell me what it's about again it's about the the soccer girls the soccer team that get stranded their their plane crashes and okay. they get stranded in the wilderness and they kind of get stuck there for over a year oh my god and so it jumps between them in the 90s as these young girls and then you, there's a handful of them in 2021 going like we don't want to talk about it what happens there like you know they're haunted by what they did interesting and, and, so the linearity of it is a little bit messed up but you sort of jump between the two and you know certain things kind of happen and then as the season goes you sort of see like okay that that's that, this is what happens to I'm this very girl. interested this is what in seeing but you get a few glimpses of how far they got and it's like it's creepy and weird and you know they just descended into sort of this like weird chaos yeah weird so it really is like a, a Lord of the Flies, maybe yeah. Stanford prison experiment like situation it's where totally, you are totally. in the worst little bits of what humanity is capable of. I'm really interested in seeing how um, that handles flashbacks and flash forwards because Lost is kind of, you know, it's that show that everyone argues about. It's the show I've never watched. Really? I, ne- I never did Lost. Oh, oh man. I just, I'm, I'm one of those people that adores Lost. 
Okay. And I think that I, I'd argue with the people that say that they didn't answer any questions and say the show is called Lust. You're not meant to have all the answers. You're meant to be a little bit mm. <laughs> lost. Yeah. Um, and it does flash forwards and flashbacks in the most insane, insane way. And then it also integrates it into like an M. Night Shyamalan plot twist kind of thing at the end of season two where you don't see things coming. But it's also about, you know, stranded on an island and yeah. people being indoctrinated by a system or like human experiments, that kind of How thing. How many and seasons were there? Six. And did you feel that it ended okay? Because that was one I, of those shows that people were upset about the If ending. anyone says that none of it was real, they were in purgatory the whole time throughout all six seasons, they don't know what they're talking about. They're wrong. That's what a lot of people complain about, is that as soon as That's you, what people thought... Mm, they the didn't understand it. They didn't understand... Well, they thought the whole series didn't happen. Um, and I don't want to give away too much, but the final two episodes had me crying harder than like the fox and the hound. <laughs> and that is... Tied and copper. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be friends? Oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay. All right. Interesting. Yellow no, jackets. But yellow jackets, mm. it's, it's one of those ones. Eh? I remember seeing Stephen King talking about Juliet how Lewis, he was. Christina Ritchie. It's, the, mm, it's kind of plagued me. It's kind of stuck with me. And, and, and that's the one thing that I will forever take away as like number one film criticism or sort of content criticism mm. that I learned in, in varsity, like literally after five years, one of the, one of the things that really stuck with me was Leon Fanirop, the, the, the film yeah, critic, critic saying, for... it has to leave you different to how you came in. You, yeah. you got to be angrier or sadder or more excited or more motivated or, or hornier even. It's uh, got to change you. The worst thing that could ever happen is you finish watching a movie or you finish a show and it just like leaves you cold and you forget what you did that morning or you forget what you did the night before. Then that's a sign that this movie is is just not there for you. Not going to leave an impact on yeah, you. Yeah, so Yellow Jackets just sticks with you. It kind of mm. creeps you out. Leslie says she's afraid to you know, be in the TV room by herself. And Crazy. it's not even that scary. It's not even that scary. It's just got this like... Kind of mm, unsettling kinda, is the it word. It unsettles you, yeah. I remember my friend Graham was talking about how The Exorcist is the scariest film he's ever seen, not because it has a lot of jump scares or it's overtly terrifying, but because it is unsettling. Yeah. You know, and those the, that that's the kind of horror that just yeah. makes you afraid to sit in the TV room at night by yourself. That is yeah. insane. Yeah. No thanks. Graham um, could hopefully uh, work here at the video store. I think he could. I think he knows. He, he tends to lo- know a lot more about than I do about a lot of movies. But it's not always about knowledge. True. As we know this. No, this, is more, this is more of a, uh, a QI than it is uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Do you know what I mean? It's more about I want to hear the yes. interesting thoughts someone has okay, I see. as opposed to you And know, we're just, teaching just each other facts, things, you know? right? But speaking of game shows, have you watched Bullshit on Netflix? No, I haven't watched Bullshit. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's 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 really interesting and it's and it's on a bunch of reasons and, and I'll I'll tell you why. So the number one thing is that it's a new game show mm-hmm. on Netflix hosted by Howie Mandel, the okay. the um, pop idol, stand up comic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a bunch of game shows. The point of it is you you get a question. If you don't know the answer, well you okay. Let's put it this way. you get a question. You've got to answer it. The moment you answer it on your own, you get told on the screen if that was true or false. So you know whether you're right or wrong. But then what you have to do 
to a bunch of challenges, three challenges, is you've got to bullshit your way into having them believe that you know the answer. Okay. So you make something up, or you know the answer and you and you so explain it. So you're either it. arguing for the truth, or you're arguing for you, a falsehood. You just have to convince them that you know the answer, whether you got it right or wrong. Okay. And if they believe you, you move on and get more and more money, and, and you work your way they to don't a million dollars. So you could you could win a million dollars on a quiz show by not knowing any of the answers. Crazy! It's just so it's your cool. Skill. It's really interesting, and 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 wow, and they've. And what you might find interesting is they've made this show knowing it's going to be binged. So it doesn't even start and begin. It's not even like they sort of encapsulate one round in an episode. They just go, okay, and you'll find out on the next episode. And then Wild. it cuts to the next episode. They know that no one's going to watch this episode for episode. They are going no. to binge No one's as scheduling this possible. like once a week. Yeah, so it's interesting to start seeing these kinds of shows that are not made for old television they made for new television they just they must have just shot that is insane they must have sh they could have shot this whole thing in a day or two days but they have an entire and then, season and then worth. they just they took all the content edited it up and made a season because they could probably only get mandel for two days mm. that's probably how long they could afford mm. afford him and they just rotate these things and another thing that's interesting is you can also hear these like background noises one or two quick cuts where you can hear like the, the, the microphone in the studio going, okay, let's reset. And, you know, some stage hands kind of bringing people in, wow. which is also something you never saw before. So it's no, like, like, it's this peering fancy, behind the curtain. polished thing, but they, it's just so much smarter and they sort of are aware of where they are, which is on, on Netflix. Mm, that's interesting. I need to get into more game shows. I feel like I only stumble onto YouTube clips. Well, it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of, people study for other reasons you know they study how humans react how they lie how they mm. don't lie like this is an exercise in how people lie exactly all like that stuff of, lying is amazing all that whole thing like you look up to the left because that's the creative side of your brain like no, none of that's true like people know how to lie yes but there are certain things that they you know could never get away with and all we know now that like a lie detector can be beaten yes um, it's what Ocean's Eleven told us. Yeah, <laughs> don't if, know if it's know, true though. Need to watch some MythBusters again. I think for the most part, it's it's it can be done. Yeah, you know, if you certainly kn prepped and know what you kind of coming in for. And and it's interesting. There's guys that are like really cocky when they're the challengers, thinking that they oh you did this, you did that, so I could tell that you were lying. And this was a there was a term that's a weasel word. A the one guy sort of word. said something, and he said that's a weasel word. And the guy was like, what the hell's a weasel word? And it's like. That's the term for someone saying something when they know it's a lie. They sort of use that phrase or they that's a way that kind of gives away whether someone is being a weasel. It's an interesting what? term. But the moment that guy then got on in front of everyone and had to lie, like you could see it in his eyes. He was like a deer in headlights. He like he gave too much away. Where the other guys that there, there is someone who wins a million, which is great. And I'm sure the show producers were happy that there was an episode like in the season where someone actually went as far as a million and she was imagine, very stoic she was very calm there were other people that like sort of had to almost like hold their finger with their other hand mm. and they were you know and, oh and my they goodness. could show their nerves it was it was it's an interesting thing it's hilarious i don't think i, I wear my heart on my sleeve yeah i, I also i give yeah. way too much away i'm a very yeah. open book yeah in general so i think i would be bad at it but it'll be interesting to see if more seasons come how the game changes when people start watching it 
and they start becoming aware of what you must do, what you must do. And, and I'd be curious to know whether the game will lose its charm when people are more prepped and ready for that show specifically. Yes. They want to go on that show and they know mm. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to nod here. That's going to, get, you know, that's going to have people believe this and that. It's interesting. And people know they have a good poker face and then, then hear about the show. And yeah. they're interested in going on. Yeah, so it's interesting. Very, very so interesting. That, that got consumed way too quickly and easily, but it was a nice uh, break from girls kind of hunting and <laughs> kind of eating each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what have you like watched? Hannibal, Hannibal, Cannibal ho- Apocalypse or Holocaust. I What's saw that, that you watched. Hyperviolent movie. You watched but Red yeah. 2. What did you watch? What have you oh, watched this week? I've, I've been, I've, I think I've been trying to find comfort food equivalents of movies recently okay. um just because i'm i'm dealing with some other stuff so i don't want heavy things i've got um, i've got something for you then okay but okay but continue me- my thought um so i mean it was edgar wright's birthday i think on the 18th of april or something so i watched Shaun of the dead again for the first time in a few years and um i can kind of see a little bit through it i don't engage with it as much but still hilarious one of my favorites and then been watching stuff like the total call recall remake Red, Red 2. Just Total the whole... Recall, the one with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think completely missed the mark of what made Paul Van Der Hooven directing Arnold Schwarzenegger cool. Yeah. You know, that movie starts with Arnold being sucked out of a vacuum onto the surface of Mars. Well, not a vacuum because he's not in space. But whatever atmospheric pressure is playing a part there. Onto the surface of Mars and his helmet breaks and then his head like explodes. You see Arnie like and then his eyeballs expand out of his forehead. It's an amazing practical effect. But then it's like the goofiness of the 80s that works so well in the setting. And the one guy's got like a vagina face. Well, I remember the three boobs. That's kind of, that's all I remember. And I remember the the woman exposing the three boobs and the guy going, baby, you make me wish I had three hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that, that's that is that's the, the charm. That, make, it, that is the charm. Yeah. And then this has none of it. So I think Colin Farrell is a great actor. But yeah, Red, I feel like um, did an interesting thing and tried to be a quirky film, a quirky comedy film. You know, in these interesting little postcard title cards that they were doing for each of the locations that they went to. It was really interesting to see the whole retired, extremely dangerous dynamic. Okay. With Helen Mirren, John Malkovich, Bruce Willis. Um, and then I feel like, and you have to have an element of fun with that. You're watching a whole bunch of retirees be badass action movie stars. Mm. And then I just decided that oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not here for it. Because but then, that could hark on sort of the old 80s. Exactly. Like maybe about, it's going for we, Rambo we, and we haven't Commando seen it, so and all of those. So we don't know. Yeah, but otherwise, um, nothing particularly interesting. I think I started watching Bob's Burgers because everyone tells me it's one of the best shows. I did start watching that at one point, mm. and I must say it didn't disappoint. No. There's a movie coming out soon. Oh, okay. It's a Bob Burgers movie. So perhaps it's good to, to dive into that now yeah. so that you'd be ready for the movie. Yeah. But you got into it. Yeah, I got into it. I got into it. I think it's, I think it's, it's an quite interesting sort of dynamic. Deadpan, quite low-key. Yeah, exactly. Humor. Exactly. And trying to separate... The lead actor's voice from Archer, because it's the, the same, same voice actor that plays Bob. Okay. Yeah. And I never really watched much Archer. It's gold. It is absolutely hilarious. Okay. If you're looking for something that's a really humorous take on meta commentary that's not trying to tell you that it's meta, I think that Archer is excellent. Okay. It's, ah, it's really good, funny. Love a good smart humor. Yeah. And it's funny because smart humor often presents itself as very stupid. Yes. And someone could come in at 
any moment and think, okay, this is a bit stupid. But it's actually really smart because it's aware of how stupid it is. Exactly. You have to embrace the silliness of it. Yeah. I think. As soon as silliness is above a veneer or that is the veneer above something like really intelligent, then I think it's interesting. It's like when I watched Wisecrack's The Philosophy of Rick and Morty video and describing how Rick and Morty is quite philosophically profound, um, it just kind of blew me away because I'm... When you're watching cartoons, you're not used to really turning on that part of your brain. Um, that's thinking very critically about what you're seeing. You know, you're seeing yeah. Mr. Poopy Butthole or something. Yeah. Like in Morty. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, this is actually a really profound show. So that's a highly recommended video if you haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I've missed the Rick and Morty bus. Like I, I, oh. I watched one or two episodes. I was like, okay, I, I get it. I could see why people would find this funny but i i didn't i didn't sink my teeth in it interesting i would highly recommend okay must i must i push on i think push on okay well i've got a movie for you speaking of sort of smart humor it takes you a little bit by surprise uh it's a film that's got jermaine clement in it amazing flight of the concords and it's called people places things okay and it's one of those tiny little indie films which is is sitting deep within your Netflix. Oh wow, it's a Netflix film. So I found no, no, it's like now now on Netflix. Oh okay, and not commissioned okay, not, by Netflix. Not, okay. And I found it interesting that Netflix has got an infinite number of categories, and I know that the people at Netflix spend ages creating, even when they don't even have films that could fill these categories. They've just tried to create as many different subtle, interesting niche categories that they can start putting their films in. Because it'll all help the algorithms. Yes. This one's not that niche, but basically I found it interesting that there was a category on my Netflix for 90-minute films. Really? There is? Yeah. And it was just called 90-minute films. And it was filled with um, comedies, you know, action, whatever. But it was the fact that you know you can watch it in a succinct amount of time. That is absolutely amazing. Because we're getting to the point now where we can easily two hammer two hours, easily go over two hours, like not even. Exactly. And um, and so this film was in that. And it was kind of cool because there was an afternoon in this long weekend where we were like, yeah, let's watch a movie, but we don't really have, have too much two time. Hours, and, and we found this People, Places, Things. And it's just this lovely, small indie comedy about... Jermaine is the sort of the dad in this family. He's got two kids with his wife and pretty much right at the get-go, he he catches her cheating on him. They split up and it's about him kind of finding himself post-marriage, being a dad, Mm. wanting more time with his kids, but just, you know, not having the lifestyle or the geography in New York to like get his kids to school on time and and there were a couple of moments in the in the movie where you think, I know how these comedies work. This is going to escalate or this is going to get physical humor or this is going to be bigger because, you know, that's kind of what we used to. Yes. But you realize we're slowly moving away from those kinds of silly comedies, this kind of situational, dumb, physical comedies. And this one is, is a lot more smaller and it's and it's got such a little indie charm to it. And mm-hmm. the writing is great. And there's almost these... Napoleon dynamite kind of moments when they sort of speak to each other where it's like this is all about like nobody really talks to each other like this but you you get it in this universe you get it in this world and the dialogue was great and I just think it's one of those films that is just such a refresher it's such a palate cleanser 
That is amazing. And and most importantly, and I'd like to believe this is what the video store can be about, is about digging out those those little gems that you might not have um, that you might not have seen. You might not have seen, you might not be served, you might people might not necessarily be watching it or talking about it yeah. yet. But um Because yeah. that's the best way to market films. Because I mean like half of the time I think we're going to enjoy films that our friends would watch and that our friends yeah. would like. You know, it's often. I think more more than less we're going to find something that we're gonna find a common interest in. And there was a film that you kind of reminded me of now, but my it's been too long since I spoke about it, so I can't remember what it was. But it's talking about little... And it's it's not a little indie film. I think it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. But sometimes those could still be little um, indie films. That's what's so strange. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose you're right. But Which there's film? a Japanese director called Hirokazu Korida, and he made a film a while ago that was also so he's won the palm d'or twice from what oh. i believe um and there was a film he made called nobody knows which is about child abandonment in japan so it's like one of the heaviest films you'll ever see so if you want a good time don't watch nobody knows <laughs> because it's about a mother that leaves her four three four children in a home by themselves and it's it's very much like that you know that very lazy indie camera that's floating around yeah, yeah. it's like that vibe we're, we're witnessing the children in this space mm. going about their home um, trying to survive, maybe stealing something here and there. And then they're kids, so they're stupid. And there's like an infant, basically. And things go wrong. So it's it's like wow. wildly traumatic film. But then he made this film in 2018 called Shoplifters. And you know those... It's like Hayao Miyazaki movies that will just lift your spirits and ascend it to another plane of joy and yeah. happiness when you watch those movies. Yeah. Shoplifters is that, but it's about this destitute family who take in a child that's being abused by her parents. The child kind of runs away and then they take in the child to look after the child. But then the child has disappeared and they've abducted the child kind of dynamic. Okay. And it's about the life that they live trying to survive in Japan as a poverty stricken family with an elderly member of the family. And it sounds like a really depressing story, but I cannot tell you how beautiful beautiful it is okay but that's out there somewhere in the depths of the yeah that's exactly not, i don't think that's something to platform. stream yeah yeah okay which is frustrating okay it's frustrating as hell but yeah sometimes we just need yeah <laughs> sometimes we just need the a little bit of an easier uplifting watch i must say that's that's something my parents are, are all about these days and it's so funny whenever i meet meet my dad for a breakfast and we talk about some of these things he always just always just says the same thing he's like we just want we just want happy stories we just you know you know life is hard and it's like we just we just want a good happy story so they're like every now and again when i see one of those movies i'm like okay popsy i've got a a movie for you man like just you know like rescued by ruby you know that like cheesy movie on netflix all about the guy training the dog to be part of the canine oh, okay and it is so okay. cheesy yeah, but my, let my, me my, tell my, you you watch it and you're like oh, oh just sweetheart a, just a good oh, happy movie so, yeah. yeah no lovely okay so we need more of those yeah we do need more of those and they're not on the hallmark channel because my mom gets obsessed with the hallmark channel is that still a thing i don't know but she finds them on youtube <laughs> like, i don't think hallmark that's a thing movies. on dstv we must check yeah but but I mean, good Netflix riddance. is making more and more hallmarky Christmas movies, TV like you movies. know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the place for there's those a market for it. one hundred percent. Yes. Have you ever seen those, the collection of all the Christmas movie posters and how they all are exactly the oh, same? Oh yes, yes. They, the the male and the female are always in the same one, in the same sort of place in the poster. Yeah. The 
one is always wearing green, the other one's always wearing a red jersey, and they're <laughs> hugging each other. And there's like 20 or 30 of them, and, and they are exactly the same. It's like looking at epic romance posters from the noughties, like Notebook or Me Before You, mm. something like that. It's always the two faces looking at each other in the rain mm. or in the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, lovely. <laughs> All right. Okay. What are we going to watch this week? Um, you're going to try. Sh- you're going to try. I'm Yellow going Jackets. to go watch The Lost City at Stekinical with Sandra Bullock. Oh, that is out. I want to watch that. Yes. Let's go watch that. It's it's date night with the boyfriend. Oh fuck. Okay. Sorry. So I mean, you totally can join. <laughs> double dates. I want to meet him. Yeah. When are you it's going? Double dates tomorrow night at Cresta, probably or Rosebank. I'm not sure. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night. What time? Uh, probably the eight o'clock show. I think. I could try and make. It. We got. We got. Band practice. Oh, band practice. We've got yeah. band practice, bro. we got band practice. We could be done by then. I, I, I want to see it. It looks great. It looks amazing. I just want more Sandra Bullock comedy because also the boy f- boyfriend, I need to stop saying that. Say boy. Introduced like me that. to um, Miss Congeniality, which I'd never seen before. It's a lovely movie. It's amazing. <laughs> what is your what, what is it? What is your favorite day of the year? Or what's your favorite day or something? And she says, it's, she's in the beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah. And it says, what's your, what's your, was, what's your most ideal date? Yes, that's the question. He goes, what's your most ideal date? You know, and obviously the question is about like, what would be your perfect date? Yes. It's like, what, what would be your perfect date is the question. Yeah. And she goes, I would have to say April 23rd because it's like not too hot, but it's not too cold. <laughs> <laughs> and that's iconic. All right. That's the show. If you've made it this far, you are a bloody legend. And we hope to keep you close and to see more and more of you over the over the course of this exciting adventure that we have going for us. So uh, just to give a little credit, uh, my name is Russell Grant. Uh, today I was joined by Cole Matthews. Uh, the video store is engineered by Graham Hackney. And you can very soon see us at thevideostore.co.za, but uh, nothing is there as we speak. But follow us on all the social media. We are the Video Store Pod on Instagram. And we've set up a nice little Facebook group. We are facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the video store. Let's have a little chat there. Let's get a little community going. Uh, We'd love to hear from you uh, what you think about the episodes as well as what shows you're watching uh, so that we can um, get into those and, and have ourselves a little dialogue. Thank you so much and we'll see you on the next one.